Hey everybody, welcome back to the Modern Male Pagan Podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Scott. Welcome back to all the old listeners, and thank you for tuning in for all the new listeners. Make sure to follow us on our social medias for updates, which we will have links to in the description. Uh, I'd also like to mention, being that he's uh, talking about social media, uh, we our Twitter page has actually changed. Uh, it's now at Pagan underscore podcast. Uh, originally, when we started the show, <clears throat> we kind of based the show name off of my personal Twitter uh, handle, handle uh, of Modern Mill Pagan, and we kind of went with it. And once we started the show, we realized we needed an outlet for listeners to contact, and mm. that was pretty much the only outlet we had was yeah. my personal Twitter page. Uh, so... You know, being that now that the show has gotten to where it is, we figured that the the uh, Twitter page needed its own personality and yeah. pro, you know, uh, so profile. right. So we went ahead and uh, created a new page strictly just for the show, and it, uh, the page name is Modern Mill Pagan Podcast, and it's at Pagan underscore Podcast. Yep, and we also. <laughs> Did want to uh, keep this show ad free, um, but in, in a kind of a way to try and help the growth, help help the growth of the show uh, to what like we envisioned it to be. Uh, we did set up um, a PayPal account and a cash out cash app account um, for any donations or tips that um, y'all may want to send our way to help out if in any way. Um, those will be in our bio and. It's not expected, but it is yeah. appreciated. So, yeah. Um, so, Scott, what do you got to tell us about today? All right. Well, uh, actually, today, I, before I start, I would like to say that we're actually recording this on uh, Thanksgiving. So, I'd like to say Happy Thanksgiving yep. happy to uh, Thanksgiving. all the listeners. And Happy Thanksgiving to you as well, Alan. <laughs> you too. Uh, I'm very <laughs> thankful that I was able to have all of my family around me uh, and be able, blessed enough to have a good meal. <laughs> Uh, all of our stomachs were filled, yeah. so that was really great. Mm-hmm. It was. It was yeah. really nice. Yeah, and I do appreciate y'all cooking. <laughs> Not a problem. And, and then the dessert mm-hmm. that, was, <laughs> that was amazing. Oh, that was good. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> yeah. So today we're gonna go ahead and talk about uh, high magic versus low magic. That's Help good. understand yeah. it a little bit easier. Yeah, of course. So with high magic, uh, it usually refers to the practices of ceremonial cultists such as the Golden Dawn and Thelemites, which uh, the Golden... Who, yeah, who exactly are they? Because I, I know I've heard the names, the Golden Dawn and Thelemites, but I don't know exactly. Gotcha. Uh, well, the Golden Dawn, it, it's the Hermetic Order, the Golden Dawn. It's uh, been established for a really long time. I, I don't... I. I don't want to lie to you and yeah. tell you, but I, I, it's early 1900s, okay. I'm thinking, is when it was established. Maybe gotcha. even before then, but... Yeah, somewhere around that time. Right. Uh, and the the Thelemites, uh, it, it, they, it's basically Aleister Crowley's uh, whole philosophy uh, on magic, basically, okay. is, is based off of Thelema. That's yeah. what he kind of called it. And... There's two different branches of the Thelemites. There's the uh, AA, which we kind of talked about before. Yeah. And uh, there's also another one called the uh, OTA, I believe, I believe is the name of it. Okay. And uh, they're just, uh, they're kind of the same, but they're different in in their practices and beliefs. Okay. But both of them were started by Aleister Crowley. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. 
Um, and Aleister Crowley first started in the Golden Dawn. That's where he got his start oh, in okay. magic was through the Golden Dawn, and he progressed really quickly through the ranks in yeah. the Golden Dawn. And uh, that's what, you know, he ended up going out and starting his yeah. own. Now, do people, like, you know, uh, like the Golden Dawn do, and Thelemites, do they exist today still? Oh, yeah. yeah. Very much so, yes. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's orders all over the place. There's actually, yeah. uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, it's not the OTA, it's the OTO. Mm. Uh, the OTO. Okay. I apologize to everyone. I did not mean to lead you astray. It's the OTO. And uh, there's actually one in Dallas. Oh. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know there was one. Yeah, the, there's, yeah, there's an order there. And they have open invitations to, like, a lot of their meetings and stuff. Oh, okay. That right now, because of COVID, a lot of their meetings are done. Uh, oh, yeah, through uh, Zoom. Zoom or something like that. Okay. Or a Google, some kind of Google platform, yeah. I think, I believe is what they use, but yeah, they, they'll, uh, discuss different books, they'll, you know, they'll tell you what the book is going to be discussed, and then at the meeting, they'll discuss the book and go into deep details about it, and that sounds pretty, yeah, <laughs> as far as the AA, I don't know exactly about whereabouts, but I do know it's still inexistent in operation, gotcha. I just, I don't know. I, I, honestly, I don't know a whole lot about the AA. I'll yeah. be honest with that. <laughs> I know a little bit about the OTO, but yeah. uh, well, we're all learning. Together, I just now so. called it OTA. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we're all learning it together. So, <clears throat> so with well, I'll start with we'll we'll talk about high magic, and then we'll discuss low magic, okay. and maybe that'll you know kind of high magic also includes the use of. Thoughts, practices, and rituals created through the use informa- and information that is compiled within Hermetic Kabbalah, and uh, I'm sorry, Enochian magic, uh, Thelema, and different other grimoires compiled within, uh, you know, these different st- structures of the yeah. occult. Gotcha. Like uh, Agrippa, his, they, they'll use some of his work, King Solomon's mm-hmm. grimoires. That you know, mm-hmm. he they, they just kind of use the information from there. Kind of put everything together. Gotcha. The purpose of high magic is to enhance your spiritual growth uh, transcendentally, bringing you closer to uh, deities or whatever your chosen egregore may be. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, an egregore is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had a It's a distinct non physical entity that arises from a collective group or people. Okay. A group of people. So, it basically, like uh, the Christian God mm-hmm. is an egregore because a group of people oh, okay. put all of their energy that, and faith into that. Gotcha. So, someone who has, in a sense, a following. A deity could be considered an egregore because a lot of people put their energy and focus into, you know, like gotcha. Hecate. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, Morgan or, you know, Pan yeah. or one, all the, you know, mm-hmm. they, they put that and so they that becomes an egregore. Okay. Gotcha. High magic is mostly associated with scholars and high society type. A lot of um, Golden Dawn members were uh, well-known authors, like Yates. Mm-hmm. He w- he was uh, a part of the Golden Dawn. There's uh, uh, what was the guy that uh, wrote the James Bond books? Oh, I can't think shit. of his name. And I believe he was a <laughs> member of the Golden Dawn as really? well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So high magic is it more of a ceremonial type? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh, I don't know the exact use of those words yet, but I, <laughs> right. I you know kind of 
kind of caught on a little bit of you know yeah it, it, it that is very much what it is that the, the ceremonial side is more an aspect of uh, of a higher self mm-hmm. and, you know like working with higher self energy yeah um it invokes great spiritual energy and power but it doesn't concern itself with nature so much yeah it, that i guess that it's would be more the best like the ritual tools and stuff like that yeah they're they're more ceremonial but they don't concern themselves with you know the aspects of nature and like how it all stuff. comes together yeah, yeah the, those those kind of things aren't really okay on their to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah true. um being that we are talking about nature, let's go ahead and go into low magic okay. at that point. So low magic uh, is sometimes referred to as a natural magic. Okay. Very earthbound. Very much so. Stuff. Right. Uh, herbs, crystals, or, you know, anything nature-based is yeah. going to be uh, very inclusive in their work. It mostly is associated with... Uh, like the lowlands in the fields where the farmers grew their crop, they were the ones that were doing more low magic. Low magic. Yeah. yeah, please make the rain come, make yeah. my crops be fruitful. <laughs> yeah. So they were doing more rituals for that uh, purpose. Yeah, sure. Whereas, uh, like uh, the uh, sorcerers, you know, that were mm-hmm. working for the kings, they were doing more ceremonial type magic. Yeah, the people in the fields were, you know, were doing more because they didn't have the money to for the luxury of the fancy implement tools and yeah, you know, <laughs> they were just hoping they would have the crops to feed their family for the <laughs> yeah. Low magic uses natural objects such as crystals, herbs, rocks, fire air, earth, water, animal parts, uh, such as feathers, pelts, horns, um, they, the weather, the seasons, and all things that might be related to nature. Uh, it can be looked at as taking care of your physical earthly wants and desires. Okay. You know, so that, that's why, like, when you do sigil work or something like that, mm-hmm. that, it's that a, it, it's that's a form of, like, low physical. magic. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. then high magic would be more of something, you know, for the higher higher, self, higher state. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Sympathetic magic, like attracts like, objects having been in possession of someone else and is used as a link to connect with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, healing work and also like poppets or voodoo dolls, that would be a, considered a form of low magic. Low. Yeah. Gotcha. So, like, when uh, if you used to take fingernail clippings or hair mm-hmm. from somebody and then do a healing spell on that person mm-hmm. because, you know, they're, they've been really sick for it and they just can't get over their illness yeah. and you take a piece of their hair and you use it to put good energy and get them to feel yeah. that would be a form of low magic. An abundance jar, would that be a form of low magic yes, as well? Yes, yeah, yeah exactly right. Uh, both forms are very useful and worth learning, in my opinion, if nothing else, for the basic concept of how and why they operate. Uh, they're both almost the same as far as achieving intended results. Most eclectic occultists will use different styles composed from each or both. Okay. Just kind of pick and choose, mix and match? Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, they, some of them will, you know, create a sigil and not just do a basic clean, uh, release on it they, mm-hmm. they'll actually you know go through a full ceremony and yeah. charge uh, energy by doing the middle pillar and bringing down the light oh, okay. onto the and then you know th- they'll do a full ceremony of yeah. it and make it a big gotcha. so that that's pretty much what I have for a high and low magic yeah, yeah. so sounds good
right, so moving on, let's talk about the Horned God. Uh, the Horned God in Greek mythology uh, is referred to as Pan, and in the Celtic mythology, it is Chernunos. Also, I think it's also pronounced Cernunos, uh, yeah. but I say Cernunos. So, both are referred to as the Horned God, or sometimes the Green Man, and have similar attributes, but also very different. In order to cover both, I'll only point out the differences. This deity is where the Christians get their idea and creation of, uh, and I say in air quotes, the devil or Satan. Uh, he's celebrated on Beltane or, uh, or May Day as it is represented as his marriage, um, which it's the coming together of spring and summer. Summer, So th- that's where that comes from. Yeah, sure. Uh, He's also celebrated on Yule as it is represented as his birth. It's the innocence before spring. Mm-hmm. And uh, also on Samhain, uh, as it is represented as his death. Just as the leaves fall, so shall we all. Yes. Um, in Tarot, he is represented uh, as the fool, perhaps due to his whimsical ways. Uh, crystals... Uh, are obsidian, jet, amber, and peridot. If referring to Pan, he is represented as being half goat and half god. If referring to Kernunos, uh, he is represented as being half stag, which is a male deer, and half god. Their colors are green, brown, gold, and silver, but Pan also has purple as his uh, correspondence color. Oh, yeah. uh, plants and or incense that it can be used uh, when summoning or doing ritual or invocation of any kind with uh, the horn god. You can use uh, rosemary, pine, sandalwood, cinnamon, and musk. Uh, You can also use patchouli uh, if you're uh, working with pan. Great summoning sites would be like wild woods, fields, uh, groves, caves, and forested mountains. Um, they were nature pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. For uh, Kernunos, uh, you could also visit the uh, Cern Abbas Giant, Stonehenge, uh, or Windsor Forest. Okay. Those are good located because that's actually in, in his region. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, I know um, where uh, Stonehenge and Windsor, Windsor Windsor Forest is, but I don't know about uh, the Cern Cern Apogee. Yeah, yeah. I don't really either, to be honest <laughs> with you. But I assume it's all kind you know, of relatively. Yeah. General, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's something that we would need to GTS. Yeah. <laughs> Google that shit. That's it. Gifts are happiness, fertility, life, health, grounding, and nature. Pan also gifts sexuality, ecstasy, and virility. Uh, Kernunos uh, offers animals and wealth. So anything related to animals, if you uh, have a sick animal or something, mm-hmm. that he, you would heal. use him to help make them better. Yeah. Or if, if you, uh, need, you know, your crops sold, need your crops, crops to grow, or uh, if you sell cattle, you mm-hmm. know, perhaps you can... Do work with him in order to have an abundance on your trade or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. How are your bar? <laughs> how are you working? Yeah. Um, when you're doing ritual or, or doing any kind of work, invocation yeah. or whatever, if you're needing an offering, uh, acorns, oak leaves, fruit, grain, wild meat, whole grain bread, wine, and honey cakes are known to be uh, good offerings. Yeah. 
Pan is known to visit uh, in your dreams during naps to bring blessings, good fortune, and healing. His attributes are masculine energy, wilderness, uh, or the hunt, fire, nature, pan pipes, and twigs. Uh, Pan is the spirit of the wilderness. Uh, His nature is one of paradox. He was an uncivilized god in a civilized world, basically. Though he lived uh, wild and free in the mountains of Arcadia, he liked the comforts of civilization such as wine, women, and song. Well, who doesn't, right? <laughs> uh, Pan is referred to as the uh, god heard but not seen. And I think this is because of his love for wilderness and freedom and his longing for civilization. Uh, Pan is most often heard through his panpipe rather than actually being seen. Yeah. So. It is not completely clear uh, who Pan's parents are, as he is said to be the son of Dionysus and Nymph, or possibly the son of Penelope, the wife of uh, Odysseus. Uh, It is said that while Odysseus was away, Penelope slept with 108 suitors and became pregnant with Pan. Uh, Keep in mind that Greek gods were never monogamous and had lovers on the side, but they invariably had long-term relationships and marriages. Uh, Pan has always been known to be worshipped in settings such as caves and other artificial cave-like settings, such as uh, makeshift caves within a garden or park. Think like botanical gardens, uh, hay and bush mazes, Mm -hmm. uh, or being in the park as a kid and finding a shaded little area to yourself and you and your friends would claim it as your club (laughs) type thing. (laughs) Uh, that would be a good summoning area. Yeah, what about like a cornfield or something? I don't that, know yeah, that. Th- it seems like something that would fit that bunch. So. Yeah, definitely. That yeah. would be a perfect, yeah, it would be a great site as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the only known temple to Pan was in his native Arcadia, the ruins of which survive to this day. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word panic is derived from Pan. Because when he was called to the battlefield, his voice alone would create panic among the armies. Uh, also, uh, since Pan is a sexual god, his dance and pan pipes can create a panic sex or a lustful sex. Mm. Uh, as far as Cernunnos, uh, he is often depicted as a horned deity sitting cross-legged with animals and is known also uh, as Lord of the Animals. Uh, or Lord of the Wild Things. Uh, His rulerships are life and death, strength, agility, assertiveness, decisiveness, wild animals, uh, knowledge of all earthly things, protection, patience, power, courage, and dedication. The Christian church strongly opposed him because of his powerful pagan influence. Uh, The earliest known depiction uh, of Cernunos were found at uh, Valcomonica in northern Italy, which was under Celtic occupation from about 400 BC. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much uh, that explains uh, the horned god that is known as Pan or Cernunos. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Or also as the Green Man. Yeah. That, that has also <laughs> been a reference as well. So it's just a he he's, loves nature and yes. Yeah. That's his home, and but he has, he has strong an, a, feelings a whimsical uh, personality 
you know, sure. liking to be like it said, and like I said, the wine and women and yeah. dance, and he would play the he would play his pan pipes, and the women would dance around him, mm-hmm. you know, and enjoying their wine. Was it almost? It was it almost a sexual, lustful atmosphere? Gotcha. Yeah. Was it? Was it almost in a way of like he? It's almost like, you know, as a kid, you go over to a friend's house and, like, you know, you want to be over there all the time. But, you know, you know, at some point you got to go home. His home is nature, but, you know, the civilization is that friend's house that he's just like, ah, I, yeah. want, I, 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 I want more of that. But, you exactly, know, I know yeah. I always got to go home and uh-huh. you know, stuff like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I like your, your description <laughs> very, very well put. Yeah. Very well summarized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. That was just... No, that was right on. <laughs> Alright, and now it's time for our infamous Insert, insert Clever Name Here. <laughs> so, uh, Alex, out of curiosity, I want, was wondering, did you get a chance to work in the journal that you got for your I birthday? I have, actually. So I've already started transferring um, some sigils into there that I've created because um, I'm using it as a sigil journal. Um, I do have the uh, Rose Cross printed on the very first page, you know, to... Yeah, that's very helpful. Yeah. It's easy to be able to create a little sigil. Mm-hmm, definitely. And then I also have uh, the Witch's Alphabet in there. Um trying to daddle around with it you know seems interesting so oh, i like playing around yeah. with different languages and stuff. oh yeah that, that's always cool um but yeah i've got more secret s- alphabet yeah <laughs> um but yeah i've only i've only got one sigil transferred into there so far um but i do have more that i do need to transfer in um which I actually probably would do tonight, honestly. <laughs> well, it's never a, you don't ever want to rush the process. You want to make sure that everything goes in and it's very uh, detailed and clean, so yeah. that you, you know can't mistake it as for something else. Yeah, you of course. Add an extra line somewhere that it's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You change the outlook of everything. You know? Yeah, and, and that's that's one thing that, that I have. Been that could be a sure good thing, that. but it could also be a bad thing. Yeah, I've always wanted to make sure that, like, I'm, I'm kind of a perfectionist whenever it comes to this. Like, I, I want it to be as clean and clear as possible. And Yeah, that's a good yeah. idea. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about was, uh, so on Sunday, I did a tour reading for you, um, which that was actually pretty interesting, because that was my fourth tarot reading mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. I had done one on my brother's boyfriend on and, and two on my mom and then I had to do one on you and it was it was very very accurate and on point reading which I'm glad to hear I'm yeah glad, <laughs> I'm glad that I'm actually able to yeah you, you definitely are becoming very in tune to your cards and that's a good thing yeah I I I, I really enjoy those cards they're they're really nice yeah I, they're really good <laughs> cards I I uh on my Twitter page, I actually posted uh, the a picture of of the tarot spread. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. After you'd finished mm-hmm. the reading, and I, I retweeted it, and also you can see a picture of the reading uh, on either of our Twitters. <laughs> Which uh, your what yours is at uh, Chaos to Cultist. It should at be at Chaos to Cultist. Yeah. yeah. Yep, just at Chaos to Cultist. So give him a follow, everybody. <laughs> going back to teaching my mom about some stuff like you know i said that i did a tarot reading on her she's actually found a quite a bit of interest in that because uh i actually ended up doing one another one on her this morning um she actually came to me she was like hey i got a question (laughs) can you do a reading for me i was like 
course. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> um, More experience. Yes, yeah, please. exactly. <laughs> um, and I, she actually ended up asking me questions about sigils because I was, you know, showing off my sigil journal and all and being like, hey, look at this cool shit that I've done. Like, <laughs> I've actually, you know, started putting stuff into my sigil journal. And she was asking more questions about it and I ended up showing her how to make sigils and how to, you know, activate them and stuff. And um, she ended up wanting to make one for uh, saving money. And I walked her through the process and all and walked her through how I do it, how I uh, activate mine and all and told her, you can do whatever you want though, you know, do as you will. (laughs) But this is the way that I do it. You can follow mine or, you know, look it up somewhere else or whatever you want to do and figure out your own way to do it. But she found interest and ended up making that sigil and activating it. Yeah. Very cool. (laughs) didn't want to interrupt you when you was talking about uh showing your mom how to do sigils that's really cool but i was wondering uh, to kind of go backtrack a little bit yeah uh have you done a tarot reading on yourself yet um i tried it out with my oracle card set the dark mirror one and i i haven't messed with the cards at all and so i was kind of confused i i wasn't too sure about it and all and um but other than that, I haven't done a reading on my own or, like, for myself, but I, I do want to try that. Well, I, you don't have to do such an elaborate spread. I, what I like to do is, like, at the start of the day, I'll mm-hmm. pull my cards out, I'll give them a shuffle, and then I'll uh, just pull the top, pull the first card. Mm-hmm. And that, that pretty much just kind of gives me an idea how my morning is going to go. Gotcha. And then in the afternoon, I'll do another card, and that kind of gives me an idea how my afternoon is going to go okay. and then uh, in the evening i'll do another draw and just kind of yeah I'm, some I'm people will out. do the three cards at the start of the day and it mm-hmm. tells them how they're morning afternoon but i like to do it as as the flow of the go of the day goes gotcha yeah i'm gonna need to try that out because i do i do want to get into doing some readings on my own like on, on myself and Getting just a simple one way. card though it's, it, not only does it give you a good practice of uh you know Learning using the cards, the cards yeah. and getting them getting them uh into your own interpretation yeah but it uh, gives you extra experience as well yeah of course and that's always a good thing right never go wrong with more experience exactly and also with the like the single card in that morning and then the single card it gives you an opportunity to give that one card direct attention mm-hmm. and get a vibe and feel of that single card yes. every day or, or you know anytime it anytime shows up pulled, yeah yeah all right everybody so i guess that pretty much wraps up uh this episode uh tune in next time when we'll be discussing uh, sigils uh, the creation and what they are and pretty much everything about it because i know we've talked about it a little bit uh mm-hmm. on this episode and uh possibly i think one well, other episodes Probably, too yeah I'm pretty sure. so uh for for everybody that doesn't really know what that is we'll be discussing that mm-hmm. and uh we'll also be discussing morgan the the god uh goddess morgan uh another deity uh, the, today we learned about pan about, so, yeah, or the, the horn god. god so morgan mm-hmm. will be a, a, our next topic hey, as well i'm excited to know learn more about the deities and all because i'm not too familiar with them so 
learning about these, you know, one by one. Other it's, correspondences, it's it helps whenever you're doing oh, your, yeah. your work. Yeah, 100%. And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook, our Twitters, and uh, again, we did create a actual podcast page for Twitter, um, at, at Hagen underscore podcast. Right. Um, follow us on Instagram. We'll have links to everything in our description and the bio and whatnot. Um, and you can also send us on voice mess. Uh, you can send us voice messages with uh, any questions or recommendations on anchor.fm and, and we'll probably uh, be posting on our social media pages, uh, some of the topics and stuff that we discussed. Yeah. Uh, of course. So you can just kind of keep checking. I know it'll be on the Twitter page, the at pagan underscore podcast. podcast. Yep. I, I will definitely adding some stuff on there. hundred percent. And also, with any questions or anything like that, you can also email us at modernmailpagan at yahoo.com. And we will see y'all in the next episode. All right. See you next time.